What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and today I'm being joined by Steven Summers and Robert Ricky, who are the founders of Marketplace Superheroes. And today we're going to talk to you guys about how to sell on Amazon in Europe. Uh, Robert and Steven have sold over $10 million of physical products online. They specialize in helping people sell on Amazon. Uh, they've had a lot of success. They've helped thousands and thousands of people from all over the world. Uh, I've personally been through their training. I think it's great. I've recommended and sent so many people uh, over to them. So I'm excited to pick their brand today to share a little bit about selling on Amazon, uh, specifically the European market, how it compares to the U.S. market, and be able to add as much value to you guys as possible. So. Stephen and Robert, thank you guys so much for joining today. Well, uh, we're delighted to be here, Stefan, as always. We love coming on the channel, giving tons of value. And today, specifically, I believe myself and Robert are going to be able to give so much good stuff for all of you. No matter you're starting, you're more advanced, we're going to have a lot of stuff today. It's really going to help you grow your business, that's for sure. Yeah, I appreciate the warm welcome, Stefan. I'm looking forward to jumping in with yourself and Steve today and talking about not only Amazon in, in Europe, but also a number of other things, as, uh, as Steve alludes to. For sure. And I, you guys have pretty amazing stories. I know we've done webinars and trainings together where you've shared it before. Do you guys mind each sharing with my audience that, that doesn't know, yet know you um, a little bit about yourselves, how you guys got started in selling on Amazon and a lot of the success that you guys have been able to create today? Sure. Do you want me to go first, Rob? Well, I guess my story starts before yours, Steve, so uh, maybe it makes a, a lot of sense that, uh, that I kind of start off. And, you know, my, my background comes from wholesaling in, in Ireland. Uh, my father was in it, and then I just came into the, to the family business almost by default. It was always going to be. But, you know, sort of like late 1990s, uh, early 2000s, the likes of the marketplaces were, were really coming to to the fore on in terms of e-commerce and I could definitely see that you know Amazon was definitely one of those big big areas that you were able to you know harness without having to build your own websites or anything like that and we had a good range of, of products that we were able to sell at that particular time we were primarily selling in the UK and the United Kingdom not even outside of that inside Europe let alone in the United States and a lot of our product lines, they were what we would call like domestic. So they were sourced in the UK, they were UK companies, and then we were selling in the UK against other sellers. And I then very quickly realized that importing and taking a number of the successful products that we, that we had 
was definitely the way to go forward because you could reduce your pricing, you could control the market, you'd control the product as well. And getting involved in that and having the success with the products then really spurned me on to say, well, the fact that we're importing a product that we already know, does that disqualify us from importing a product that we don't know or doesn't line up with our, our catalog? Well, absolutely not. Let's look at, at researching other products that we can bring in, use the same process of importing, use the same sales channels and, and go on from there. And that's really where you know, that, that aha, that wow moment came from and the sales and the turnover of our, our business really started to go, to go up and up. We then focused primarily online. We, got, we moved off the, the wholesale channel. But whenever then myself and Stephen started to get together, there was a few difficulties with the, with the business simply because we still had a lot of those sort of domestic products and we hadn't fully moved into the importing scenario. So I guess, Steve, that's kind of where, where you come in and your story starts to overlap a little bit. Yeah, sure. So as Rob says, you know, uh, I came along trying to figure out what to do with my life. <laughs> I was supposed to be in the music industry and then it didn't work out for me. And I was kind of stuck in a job like a lot of people maybe watching the channel today. I was a data processor. I just typed forms on the computer all day long. That's all I did. It was really, really boring. And I came to the point in my life where I was like in my early 20s and just said to myself, like, what am I going to do with my life? Is this it? Or am I going to do something more? And so I had always said to myself, look, I'm either going to be in business or I'm going to be in the music industry. And obviously the music thing didn't work out. So I thought I'm going to have to get into business. So I was studying college for a little bit, didn't finish college actually. And at the time when, when I was in college, I kind of started Googling around, you know, how to become an entrepreneur, how to make money on the internet, stuff like that. And as you may imagine, I found a lot of stuff that was not very helpful. And I really became a little bit of a kind of a scam magnet. You know, I was just buying all these cheap products and uh, trying stuff out and really getting nowhere fast. And this was like, you know, maybe a couple of years of, of doing this. And again, the reason I love Project Life Mastery is because like my whole journey started when I began to take control of my life, started reading um, you know, personal development books, started really focusing on what I can do, how I can take control, responsibility, and all of that. And so this led me down a path then of realizing, of asking myself, okay, this internet thing, it's like I need to find somebody who's doing it so that I can actually work with them, I can learn from them, I can kind of learn from osmosis almost. And that really brought me down the path of what's a business where I don't have to be an expert, I don't have to build a huge following online day one, I can sell something that I really believe in and I can sell something that, you know, like for example, if I was going to teach somebody how to build an online business, I hadn't got an online business, but unfortunately that's what a lot of people were kind of teaching. Oh, teach this to teach that, to teach that, all that stuff that we've seen all the time. And so I, I really arrived at physical products. And so Rob, you know, I, I got to know him through a family friend and he just said, you want to see this warehouse, this operation I have. And so, I was really excited and I did and I for the first time in my life you know I saw real products I saw real people packing those products I saw real sales on the screen in front of me and so again for the first time in ever I really started to believe like this is something I can actually do now and with Rob's help uh, this is something that I can I can definitely do and so I just said like I gotta learn this uh, from you so he said look like do do what you got to do and I just basically went back to work and said I, I got to take a year's break or something they said no so I basically quit my job 
worked with Robert uh, full-time for about nine months, just learning the business, learning what was going on. And together we began to hatch this plan where we were going to utilize Amazon, filmed by Amazon specifically across the world to build a business selling a range of products. As Rob alluded to there, whenever I came along and we started working together, we had to really reinvent the business. We had to sell all different types of products. We had to get rid of all the old products that really were becoming quite saturated. We're starting to decline in popularity, like different consumer uh, accessories products and things like that. And so together we created this process where we could sell a product in any niche on Amazon. It didn't matter. And all we were doing was finding simple little gaps in the market on Amazon. Then we take those products, we brand them ourselves, we'd import them, as Robert said, and we sell them not just on Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk, but on Amazon.com, uh, .de Germany, .fr France, .it Spain, .es, sorry, .it Italy, .es Spain, and then across to Canada a little bit. Uh, US and and that's what we did, you know. So so we're doing this now a long time. As, as you said, Stefan, we've helped like over three thousand people at this point get started, start building their business. We we've also built a number of of service based businesses off of this. Just so everybody knows, like we we're just total transparency. We believe in this business so strongly. We've literally staked our future on the business and on our clients succeeding because we we, we built a freight company. So we know people are shipping products from China into. North America into Europe. We're building a, a CPA business for for US and for uh, for Europe as well. So so we believe in this business 110. percent We're helping people all the time, and that's why we're here today. That's awesome. Thanks, thanks so much for sharing that. And let me ask: uh, Are you guys primarily just selling on Amazon, or do you guys also sell in other channels too, like Shopify or WooCommerce Store, or is it mainly kind of focused on Amazon? You know, we've uh, we've focused on the Amazon side of things simply because of passivity. You know, whenever we look at, at Amazon, number one, we don't have to set up the site. We don't have to set up any credit card transactions. We don't have to you know, get all the, all the bits together that really are required for a website. We don't have to deal with outside traffic. We don't have to deal with shipping the item or even in terms of customer services. Whenever you're, you're harnessing that power of, of Amazon FBA and taking in those multiple markets, that's really where you get ultimate passivity for your business as well as the multiplication through those countries too. Yeah, I think as well, just again, to go a little deeper again, it's kind of like what we call it, Stefan, is we call it the marketplace model, whereby we go to a marketplace like Amazon, we're finding product opportunities, we're then launching those products across multiple uh, Amazon marketplaces, and that's what we're utilizing as well as some of Amazon's inbuilt uh, PPC as well, pay-per-click advertising. So we really focus down on that. Many of our members, you know, and ourselves as well, we have utilized, you know, eBay and other marketplaces like that. But really right now, the only marketplace we're talking about is actually, is really Amazon. Uh, it's funny because we actually spoke to an investor recently who, they just recently exited a company that was launched on Amazon. It was a travel, it was like a travel-based company. And, and he just said to us, you know, again, Amazon is the only marketplace we're talking about right now. And a lot of people out there, like they talk about, you know, building your own website, uh, building outside traffic and stuff like that. And we really define that as like the brand business model, whereby you're starting with the brand, you're focusing on that. And Amazon then is just one sales channel within that, that brand ecosystem. But the way we can look at it is, you know, honestly, with our clients, a lot of people, they don't have the knowledge or skill base to be able to successfully launch a brand 
from day one. So we believe, and we've seen it time and time again, this marketplace business model is a great place to start. It's really simple. As Robert said, you know, we're using Amazon's info traffic. Uh, and really then it's just a, a matter of mastering the product research process, mastering launching those products in multiple markets. And then for a lot of people, they eventually do gravitate to moving to the brand business model. But, but really, I think for a lot of people, it, it's just very difficult to do from day one. And that's really why we focused on Amazon. Us personally, though, you know, we invest in multiple Amazon-based businesses, uh, and, and we see it all the time. And really, you know, uh, when you do things the right way and, you know, you don't get what we call a one-product obsession, you're, you're selling multiple products, there's no reason why you can't build, you know, a phenomenal part or full-time income on Amazon in the short to medium term. And again, in the long term, if you want to move, if you want to start taking your best products and building that brand around them and going that way, then that's great. And some people will say like, well, brand is the only way. Some people will say the marketplace model is the only way. The way I look at it is it just depends on where you are right now in your business, in your life, in your career, and really just being aware of, of the different business models that actually are. And that's really been my answer. Awesome. And I know you guys sell all over the world on Amazon, but one thing you guys specifically do is you guys sell really well in the European marketplaces. And there's people that are watching this from all over the world, um, in the United States, different parts of Europe, literally everywhere. And um, I wouldn't mind if maybe you guys could share a little bit about the European marketplace, because I'm not as familiar with that as uh, I am the US and Canadian marketplaces, but I know you guys are. Uh, what do you guys see as some of the differences or the things that people should know um, if they want to sell on, you know, the UK, Germany, France, Italy, etc.? I think one of the big things that people sort of think of straight away is that, you know, it's, it's dot com or nothing. You know, the dot com is the only place that you should sell and it's the it's the biggest place to sell. Now, in terms of country specific, certainly the U.S. is the biggest country uh, from from that particular uh, pot. But whenever you start to put Europe together and you look at the populations of the United Kingdom, you know, around 70 million, you look at Germany at just over 80 million, France at around 60 million, Spain at around 40 million, and Italy approaching 70 million, all of a sudden you've actually got more population than you do in the United States. And together with that, the fact that there are other, we're going to call them satellite countries inside Europe that are now starting to be added, there is much more growth uh, available and potential in the European market than currently, let's say, in, in .com, because they've already launched Canada from the North American perspective. They have launched Mexico with, you know, so there's still some difficulties there. But I mean, how much further can they go in that, in that area? Whereas in Europe, they have the likes of the Scandinavian countries in Norway, Sweden, and Finland, Denmark, they're talking already about Holland, the Netherlands having their own platform. They've already developed Poland and the Czech Republic. And there's many, many more that they can add into, as well as some original countries having other countries that they can supply to, and they share either a common language or a very similar language. For example, where we're from in Ireland, a lot of people are shopping on .co.uk. They share the English language. You can, you can get delivery there. Uh, or Portugal, let's say, who have a similar language to Spain, or Belgium, who, you know, they share a language with, with France, Switzerland share a language with Germany, and so on and so forth. It, it keeps going on. So there's a massive, massive potential there in terms of certainly the populations of 
and inside the European marketplace. I think, as, yeah, and I also as well, it's, it's interesting because when you think of the structure of things, so if you look at Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon, say, .com, there's multiple different fulfillment centers that you'll be shipping your products to. And that can become, you know, a bit difficult for people at times. You got to ship stuff all over the country. Sometimes the same product to multiple locations, uh, you know, and, and even with Mexico, for example, you like, you know, you got to ship your stuff there, Canada, somewhat similar. Whereas with Europe, you know, right now we call them the big five really in Europe because they're the five most developed in Amazon, UK, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. There's something called EFN, which is really cool. And that's the European Fulfillment Network. And something that's just not anywhere else. And what it really means is that you can ship all your products that you sell on Amazon. You can ship them to one place. So let's just say the UK, for example. Ship all your products there to one fulfillment center. Generally speaking, uh, if your product's oversized, it might have to go somewhere else. But usually, um, if you've got standard-sized products, they'll tell you one fulfillment center you got to ship them to. Now, there are multiple, but you'll be told just one uh, to do that, which, which makes it very simple for, for number one. And number two, then, because it's the EFN, what that means is, let's just say you make a sale in uh, France. Well, you've got this one European account within Amazon. And basically, if you imagine like a cake, it's got multiple layers. You've got like the French layer, the German layer, so on and so forth. You would then translate your products. You list, you list them in France. You just activate them. Well, basically, Amazon allow you then to use one stock source. So when you make your sale on Amazon.fr with your translated listing, that product will ship from the UK to that customer in France and, and you don't have to do anything else. Like you don't have to send stock to France, Germany, etc. You can ship it to one place. And that's really when people ask us, and I know Stefan, that might be one of your questions today, you know, where do I start with Europe? We always say, well, you can sell in all the European countries that are available because of this EFN. And that's a really cool thing that uh, if you may or may not know this, everybody watching today, but something to really consider because when you send everything to one country starting out as well, you really simplify any like issues that may be associated with starting a new business. You, you basically have a UK uh, company if you're starting in the UK, for example. Everything's based there. It's not like you have to have five different entities and really, really confusing. So uh, I'm going to keep going here, Steph, on the way because I know there's other things people are probably thinking as we go. Because um, then the, the question that usually jumps up then is, okay, well then, let's say I'm going to ship my stuff to the UK. Okay, I'm going to get a UK company. Well, the question may be, well, well why do I need that? So what I'll, I'll do is I'll throw it to Rob then just to, so I don't keep talking. If you want to explain, Rob, to everybody, and, and Steph, I'm like, why would you, why would you use a U, UK company? Uh, why would you do that? Why would you just keep your US company? Yeah, absolutely. And just before we sort of get into that, because I can get a little bit long-winded, I know other people think of uh, that the other two questions is, you know, translations, you know, different languages in Europe, as well as different currencies. Well, the currency one's very, very easy. You've got pound sterling in the UK and you've got euro everywhere else. So that is very, very straightforward there. They have sort of near enough parity of esteem and therefore pricing up your items is, is very, very simple. Uh, relation to translations, again, very, very simple. It's not a big expense, especially considering you're not going to have to reshoot your, your photography, your photography that you have maybe for the U.S. market. That's going to do absolutely perfectly for that. And all you've got to do is simply translate the titles and bullets and some keywords. So, I mean, I wouldn't allow anything like that to put you off. But in terms of having that U.K. entity, really it comes down to three letters that a lot of people know and a lot of people get frightened of, and that's V-A-T. And 
whenever you're bringing your products into the European marketplace, it is much better to select one. We always recommend the United Kingdom, simply because it's the English language, we, we share that. They have a very simplistic importation uh, system and structure, and it's very easy to get your goods in, as well as they've got a number of fulfillment centers. And Steve says you primarily use one or two if you're using oversized units. And really that, that VAT, whenever you come in as a, as a non-European entity, VAT starts to become a real pain in the butt really, really soon because you have to register straight away and you have to start paying out straight away. But also because you're a non-European entity, you don't have what's called a distance selling threshold. And this restricts you from only being able to sell in the one country effectively. Whereas by doing a simple UK limited company, you remove all these barriers and restrictions. You can get into stock straight away. You can get selling straight away in all of those five countries. You've now protected yourself in that entity as well, because, you know, as we, as we heard from a, one of our network experts is if you want a serious business, you better get serious about business and never a truer word spoken. If you want to be doing business in Europe, you want to have a European entity. You want to be able to perform all the taxation scenarios that you may come up against. And having a UK limited company is so much easier to deal with rather than having a foreign entity selling in a, technically speaking, a foreign land. So that's why we really get behind the UK entity. And it's very simple to, to set up. We even have network partners that can do that for people. Yeah, I have no idea what the question was, literally, Stefan. <laughs> in that case, then I guess for a lot of people, they might live in different parts of the world. Can, can anybody set up a, a UK entity, a UK company, or do they have to live in the UK? And then is, you know, is the process where they have to go to the UK to set, set everything up and set up the bank account? Or is there maybe an option for some people if they just wanted just to get the round, you know, uh, just get started maybe start as a sole proprietor and then as they start selling, maybe then at a later point in their business or do usually people kind of set that up first? What you're going to want to do at day one, you're going to want to remove that sole proprietor. You want to go and go in as a limited liability. Number one, you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your company and you're also allowing yourself to do business the, the right way in, in Europe. It used to be a big thing, you know, in terms of you would have to have come to the UK, set all these different things up, but thankfully, slowly, Things are changing, times are changing as we go forward. And this is one area where we can help a lot of people. You don't have to live in the UK. You don't have to live in Europe. You can live anywhere in the world and set up a UK limited company. Now, to sell on Amazon Europe, you do have to be resident in one of the countries that they allow. There is a massive list on it, which we can certainly provide. All your sort of your your regular countries that you always see, you know, like Canada, America, Australia, New Zealand, they're all on it. And there is a big, big list. Whenever you start to maybe get into maybe some more obscure countries, they may not be on the list. But for 95% of people listening, the countries will be on the list and we can certainly yeah. provide it. The banking used to be a big problem as well, you know, with the banking industry and anti-money laundering and FACTA and all those things that everybody knows. However, with that network partner we're talking about, they can actually set up your, your banking options inside Europe for your UK limited company without you ever having to travel here. Now that saves three, four grand straight away, which you can invest into products to you know, add to your, to your catalog. 
And that can be done with a couple of simple documents notarized and sent across and a number of, of simple forms to fill out a lot easier than what it used to be two, three, five years ago. I think it's important as well, Stefan, to note something that a lot of people watching, you might be thinking to yourself, oh, this all sounds really complicated. This sounds like something I can't do. I'm, I'm just starting out. Like, is this something that's just going to completely overwhelm me? And I would say that the good news for anybody watching, if, as Robert said, if you're serious about building a business, and we know you are because you're watching Project Life Mastery, which is that's what's produced on this channel. And what I would say to you is that it's really not that scary. All you require is some simple knowledge, some simple guidance. And also, do you know what makes it really simple are honestly people like ourselves. We've gone out there, we've taken the arrows in the back, we know the process that works. We know the simplest way of doing things. And it's like anything, you know, whenever you have people that know what they're doing and they, they know the path, all you got to do is follow what they're telling you to do and you get results. It's like, we, we know, Stefan, you know, our friend, our good buddy, Tony Robbins would say, you know, success leads clues. And it's the same thing in this situation. I, I think out there, one of the issues in this kind of Amazon market right now is a lot of people, like they're not giving the, the help with services and, and and real support, like real world things, because I think like whenever I started out with online business, you know, I used to think like online business is like a different thing to, you know, a, a traditional business. But you know, the reality is that you have to deal with things like taxation and you deal with things like, you know, buying products and all of that. They're completely normal because this is a real business like any other business. It's just that it succeeds a lot faster than most other businesses, you know? And I think it's important to anybody watching. I don't care if you're just a beginner, if you're more advanced. Like, this is absolutely doable for you. But what will get you there faster than anything else is having the right strategy in place, having the right people that have done it before. And if you don't have those things, yeah, it can be tricky to do. You, you will get overwhelmed. And I think that's an important thing. Even right now, Robert and I, in our own lives, you know, we have still coaches, mentors who we're learning from now because, you know, as somebody said recently, the problem with shortcuts is that they just take too long. I think that's the reality with any business, anything that we're doing. So when you have the right strategy and you got the right people to follow, and you got people who are already putting these services in place for you, you really will find this is very, very simple. And I just want to make everybody aware it's doable for you. No, I, I agree. And that's why I often emphasize getting the training, getting the right education, because there's so many different logistics and pieces to this. And you don't want to make the mistakes. And you guys have already made the mistakes. You've seen the mistakes. And you guys are saving people a lot of that, uh, what a lot of people would have to go through just by learning how to do things the right way. So highly recommend their training. And by the way, guys, we're going to mention this more at the end, but uh, Stephen and Robert and I are actually going to be doing a webinar that's going to be a little more in-depth in uh, sharing with you guys how you can work with them about their training, their program. And uh, I'll have a link in the description of this video, but also if you go to projectlifemastery.com slash MPS, then that can direct you over there as well. So you just want to plant that seed for now. Now, kind of going back to the, the Europeans, I, what I see is one of the biggest benefits you guys are saying is that you only need one fulfillment center and that gives you the ability to launch your product on multiple platforms. So multiple countries um, versus the United States, you're just kind of limited to selling in the U.S., you have to ship your products across multiple fulfillment centers within the United States. And so the European market, you're actually getting a lot more reach and diversity because, you know, I, I guess my next question for you guys, when you're doing the research, would you research on all the different marketplaces in Europe? So for example, if you're trying to sell a shaker cup, let's say, 
Um, you know, you might find, hey, you know what, maybe it's a little bit more competitive in the UK, but in Spain or maybe in Italy, there's a lot, you know, it's less competitive, there's more potential there. And so certain platforms, I guess, it, it, it's kind of a lot less saturated because you're able to diversify across multiple platforms and, and uh, you know, be able to make money from all those different platforms. So you're kind of spreading yourself, you know, across a lot more versus just kind of be dependent on the one you know, ranking that you might have on the Amazon.com website. Is that right? Yeah, it's so true because, you know, whenever you're researching uh, for your shaker cup, as you say, you know, you may start off with like the UK market or the German market, the two biggest ones. And you may want to look into like the French market. Uh, and then eventually you may not even want to like check in the Italian and the Spanish because they are smaller doing your research on the bigger markets. But maybe let's say, as you mentioned, the UK might look competitive on that, but the other guys, the other countries, you're going to have real potential. So whereas a door might have been closed on the dot-com and it would have been closed entirely, at least then whenever you're doing research here that you've got four options out of the five. And whenever you talk about some of the smaller countries, the, the catalogs are a lot smaller as well. So the saturation the, on certain products is just not there. You know, whenever you look at the catalog size of, say, Spain or Italy, compared to even a UK, it is a half of that catalog. And then you look at the UK compared to the bigger guy of .com, again, that's just over half. It's about 60%. So looking at Europe as a whole, there is a lot more potential to, to do different products, to do various products. And as well as that, having those five options or five goals, if you want to call it that, for those different countries that really adds to the potential overall as well. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the heart of, you know, our strategy that we talk about on a lot of our training web classes and we've become very well known for this and that we call the rule of five. And just really quickly, what that means is like, if you think about it, if you've got a product, uh, you're selling it in five countries, you're making five sales a day per product per country. Uh, you're making an average of $5 net profit per day. And you've got five products to start with. Uh, just, just again, you guys can calculate on your calculator. But what that is over a 30-day period, it actually is $18,750 net profit with five products, making five sales a day. And that's what Robert said earlier on. He called it market multiplication. And that, that's what it is. Like We're taking the same product. We're selling it over and over again to different customers. And the reality, like for us, whenever we started, I remember listing our, some of our products on, you know, on Germany and on France and, you know, just seeing some sales coming in off of it, you know, I remember saying to Robert, you know, like we would never have had these sales had we not put our products in these countries. Like it would never have happened. So everything that we're doing right now is, is all brand new business. Whereas, you know, sometimes if it was, I don't know, an Amazon Ireland.ie, you might say, well, we might have made those sales if you're on Amazon.co.uk. But the reality is like if you're on Amazon Germany, there's very few, if any, People are coming from Amazon Germany to Amazon.co.uk now because Germany is there and it's, it's brand new sales for, for us, you know. I think for everybody watching, like if you're already selling, this is great because you can literally double the amount of people you get your products in front of very quickly. And then people who are just starting, you know, we encourage people to really, really look at this from day one. And a lot of people are really uncomfortable with that idea because in their minds, they're not yet a developed entrepreneur, they don't believe they can do it. But, but a lot of our heroes in our community, they kind of put that to the side. They just said, I'm going to go for it. And every one of them have come back and said, you know, it's great because I don't need to make near as many sales 
at all to, to make a significant amount of money with a product. Also, you know, with our strategy, Stefan, you know, one of our big things is we're not getting involved in hyper competitive products. You can with this strategy because of the fact that there's not as much saturation or competition as you mentioned. Um, but the reality is that, you know, whenever you're selling products that most people are not considering because they're, they're not selling a hundred a day, you don't need to sell a hundred a day anymore because you've got more countries to sell in. And it's just a beautiful, simple way to grow a really, really cool business. It's very, very passive as Robert has said. And so when we put all this together, we get this global marketplace model this is really a game changer uh, without any hype. Like it's just very simple. It makes complete logical sense. And this is really the way that Amazon are encouraging everybody to go because they want, they want to have a global huge choice uh, available to their customers. And reality is Robert just said earlier on is there's actually hundreds of millions of products less selling in Europe right now. So the opportunity is really big. It's going to be there for, for quite some time, but really now is the time to, to be getting involved. I think too, you know, whenever you look at big international companies and in the, in the old days, you know, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, they had to go to other countries, set up mass distribution, mass entities, all these different things. But that's what made them international companies. It's what made them successful. Whereas now Amazon is actually empowering little old me to be an international company without having to fly there, without having to set up warehousing, without having to set up staff, without having to do all the things that we used to do. We can now have an international company simple and we then take advantage of, the, of that market multiplication. And as I like whenever Steve sometimes says, and he, he said it a lot to a number of our heroes, is every time that Amazon adds a new country that you can put your products into, you give yourself a pay rise. So whenever they install Poland correctly and completely, you move your two, three, five, ten products to Poland, they're going to start selling. You immediately give yourself a pay raise depending on what those sales are in that country. It's instant. It's just like that. You don't have to go to Poland. You just list them and you move on and pay yourself more money. Awesome. Now, I know one concern that a lot of you know, people have is that Amazon is getting more competitive. While the opportunity is growing, there's more potential, of course. But, you know, some people still fear a little bit about the, comp the competition. But one thing that's unique about you guys that you mentioned is you guys aren't really necessarily going after the most competitive products. You guys have a unique process that you guys teach that really emphasizes the research so that you can find those products that you don't necessarily need to, you know, sell millions of dollars worth of units from. But you can find all these little niches and keywords and products that you can sell that can make you a great income. And you're, you're I guess, diversifying uh, from there. So is that, is that correct in, ter in terms of what you guys teach? And also, would you mind maybe sharing with people a little bit about that process that once they find a niche or a market of a product like that, and you guys, again, you guys have your formulas and process that can help someone determine that that product's going to be profitable for them before they even decide to move forward with it. But once they find that, then it's kind of, I guess, the private label model where they're finding suppliers that can manufacture that for them. And then how would they differentiate yourself, themselves or stand out a little bit from the other products that might be out there? Yeah, looking at the, you know, the, the competitive nature and the, the saturation that a lot of people will, will talk about. And I would sort of flip that around and say, okay, so what, what is more difficult? Is it more difficult to sell 50 units of one item in a day or is it more difficult to sell five units of 10 products in a day? 
they're exactly the same in terms of sales because you're still getting 50 sales. But having to drive something and find a market that does do 50 a day, that is a saturation. Those, those markets have always been saturated. They have always been competitive and they will continue to get even more competitive because that's where people seem to feel and they've been told that that's where they got to do. They got to get their product and they got to pump it and pump it and pump it to get those 50 sales. Whereas it's so much easier. There's less competition, less saturation in the products that only sell, say, five a day. But you can add in one product, two products, 10 products, 20 products of those. They are out there. We find them every single day. Our heroes find them every single day. Because whenever you move deeper and deeper into the research process, these products are here. And also, the other people that are in the competitive marketplaces and niches, they are not interested in these items. They don't want to sell five items a day because they don't have the, you know, the mental capacity to actually work out that you can have market multiplication. You can have 10 products that sell five as opposed to one that sells 50. And I know that if I had 10 that sold five, I would feel a lot safer and I would sleep a lot better in my bed at night than if I had one that sold 50. Because what about tomorrow? And you would be thinking all the time, is tomorrow the time that somebody comes in, finds my niche that's selling 50 and they compete against me? Is tomorrow the day that three or four people find this wonderful niche that sells 50 and they start attacking me on price or they start attacking me on all these different things. Whereas with me, with my 10 or 20 products, I sleep safely and soundly because I know they're not interested. And do you know what? If they find one that they're interested in, hey, I've got 19 and I can replace that one very, very easy. My business is sound, my business is solid and it's really built on the rocks to move forward with. Yeah, and in terms of differentiating them, Stefan, I need that question as well. So we typically look at, well, what's, what's out there right now? What are people selling right now? What's working right now in the, uh, in the marketplace? And then we start to identify what we call our gap process. We're looking for what are people complaining about with those products? What, what are they not, what's a bad experience? You know, is it in the materials used? Is it in the performance of the product, et cetera? And then we start to get a feel for, these are the things we're going to go and find a supplier who's selling a product who, who basically has solved those problems. In other words, it's better quality. It's, it's got a, I don't know, a, a six-inch handle or whatever the case may be. So really that process involves a lot of review mining, going through competitor products and actually looking for what's working for them, what's, what's not working for them. From there, then we're able to create a better offer through pack sizes sometimes. So if, you're, if, if someone's selling one of something, but actually people are buying five or six of it, like that makes complete sense. A physical product like bonuses, we don't, we don't advertise them as bonuses, but you know, we give extra things with products. Things like that are really good to differentiate. And you know, a lot of times people are creating these crazy product listings, capitalized letters and stuff like that. Amazon doesn't really like, and I think a lot of times people get the impression that that's the only way to succeed, but really what's happening a lot of times out there with Amazon right now is people are only talking about the most competitive items because they're perceived as very attractive, exciting. You know, as we've said before, we've got a client who sells the cover underneath the feet of a washing machine. You know, like who gets excited about that? Like absolutely nobody does. But the reality is that people are buying these products because they need them. They're solving a simple problem in people's lives. And so really when you start getting into these really simple products that are, are very niched, you're not really in a situation where you're going to have to like really outdo the differentiation, like a, great, a good listing, great product pictures with a great offer. You're, you're going to be good to go with some very simple 
optimizations of keywords and stuff like that, which we went into in our training and whatever. Uh, but, but I just want people to know, like, it's, it's not difficult. It's just, it's as difficult as you make it. If you want to build a huge brand that sells globally, like, you absolutely can do that. But just know, like, what business model you're going into. Are you going to a marketplace business model? Or are you going to a brand business model? I always recommend because I did it myself. When you're starting in business, the marketplace business model is the best place to start. Robert, you only just spoke to a friend of ours today. The guys, you'll tell the guys more about him, but this guy's on eBay and Amazon. And he only sells products in those marketplaces. He doesn't do any of the stuff people talk about. He's selling very strange items. And what's he doing here, Revenue? I can't he does remember. five million sterling. So about seven, about seven million dollars he does. And he has a, a base up in the, the back of beyond in Ireland, right up on the north coast in a place called Coleraine. And yeah, he has a number of staff. He sells very odd items. He doesn't sell on a website. He doesn't do any other platforms. He just does marketplaces. The guy is, is continually going from strength to strength because he can add products at will. And whenever you have that, then, I mean, you're going to just continually add products into your business and your turnover, your sales, and your profit is just going to grow. Yeah. So, so let me ask you guys this. You guys have worked with so many people now. Um, what do you see as some of the biggest pitfalls that uh, people get stuck with or the biggest reasons why a lot of people might fail in trying to build this business? The big thing I always think about and whenever people talk about failing in business and the vast majority, the biggest percentage of people who fail in business are the guys that don't swing, I would call it. They don't do anything. They sit on the fence and they take no action whatsoever. They never actually get onto business. It's a bit like in baseball, you know, like if you're coming up, you've got your bat, you're fully kitted out. If you don't swing that bat, that pitcher is going to take you out every single time. You have got to swing the bat at least because then you've got a chance of hitting the ball. If you don't swing at it, you're never going to hit it. So to me, that's the, you know, that's a probably about 80 to 85% of people. They sit there and they say, oh, I can't do this. This is too difficult. They like to look at potential on a, on a mantelpiece or let it sit there on a trophy cabinet and never actually take it down and do anything with it. The, the other side of things are whenever people do get in, involved, they almost self-sabotage themselves. They, they won't sit, they won't take their time. They won't listen to what they're being told is the way forward. They constantly feel that they, they know better so, so quickly in the process. And to me, though, those two areas are, are the big one, especially that first one. And I'm sure Steve will add something in there too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, there's no question about it. I think one of the big problems we see, and we've, we've created something we call the coffee shop reality, is the problem of like, I'm starting an online business, so how little can I start an online business with? Is this something we often see, you know? And I always like say to people, like, if you're start, starting a coffee shop, I mean, you've obviously moved recently, Stefan, but when you were back in Canada, uh, you know, and things like that. Like, how much would you say where you were living it would cost to start a coffee shop? Would you say roughly? I guess a hundred hundred thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, so like a hundred grand, right? Probably about right, actually. In fairness, so then why do we go into an online business and we say, how can I get started with five hundred bucks? You know, it's it's like there are businesses you can start with very little capital. Usually, service based businesses where you're utilizing your time and stuff like that. But when you're actually investing in an asset of a physical product asset, like you need capital in order to be able to do that. I mean, you don't need 
50 grand, you don't need 100 grand, you can start with, you know, three grand, you know, you start with a grand if that's all you can do. But I think the biggest, one of the biggest errors I see is just people coming in really undercapitalized with, with no, like, not understanding, okay, well, I can actually raise more money as I go forward. So I think that's a big one. Also, I just think as well, people coming in and sort of, I've never been in business before. I've never had I've made an income myself before, but I expect like within, you know, 30 days, I'm going to be full-time. I'm going to fire my boss and I'm going to just be, you know, making a, a fortune. And, and you know, um, ourselves, yourself, Stefan, you know, like we, we've been building our businesses now uh, for, for years, you know, in, in reality. And I, I'm not going to tell somebody who's going to take you you know, four years to, to, to quit your job and build a full-time income. But what I'm going to tell you is that you need to learn the right way to do things. You need to be in an environment where people are doing the same thing as you. And in other words, like they're growing, they're going forward, they're, they're moving places. Uh, so that's another one, just not understanding how business works. I think the other side of it too, honestly, is just like people, they're so used to negativity in their environments. They're so used to living their lives probably as an employee, which is totally fine, by the way. We need employees in the world. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're truly serious about it, you've got to really get a really strong why for why you're doing something. You've got to commit to actually, even if it gets scary, like, you know, there's always scary things in business. You got to put that to the side. You got to move beyond that. And you got to step into and get momentum in the process that you're in. So I think when we put all that together, we get a really cool process whereby somebody's very open to the process they know it's not going to happen overnight they're prepared to put some money into their business uh, and if they're not even if they don't have a whole lot of capital right now they understand that when they learn the process when i learn from somebody who's doing this i'm going to have the confidence at that point to either raise money or to get an extra side hustle side income in order to raise that money to start buying my asset because the reality is that we've all been you know, built our whole lives to, to learn that when I buy something, my money's gone. This was me when I started this business. Like I buy money, I buy something, it's gone. It's never coming back ever. But really we're different here, we're, but we're investing in an asset of products. We're doing our research. We're selling it globally. We're building something that's worth something to us. It's going to multiply. It's not going to shrink. And as we always tell people, like, you know, when you're doing your research properly, you are greatly minimizing the chance that something is not going to be, you know, right out of the gate of success. And what's a success, like if something sells out, it takes a year to sell out, it doesn't matter because you've still doubled your original investment that you put in there. And so if you put your money in a bank or something like that, you're not even getting 1% on your savings at this point. And obviously, Stefan, like you, you teach some great strategies in Project Life Mastery about growing your money, utilizing different funds and things like that. But even many times, you know, many investments, uh, the majority of investments can't return double in a year. Would you agree, Stefan? Like 100%? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, de definitely. Yeah. This is the fastest way to grow, you know, be able to generate cash flow and grow that money. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's the thing is that it's about being smart as well. And, you know, uh, Stefan teaches some great strategies on the channel about building some cash flow, building some income. And again, if you're in those things right now, know that, you know, you can do that. You can raise some capital. Then you put it into an asset. You can sell over and over and over again. 
And that's the way to really begin to grow our real income across multiple platforms. And Robert and I, we don't stand still either. Stefan doesn't stand still either. Like we're always creating new, new forms of income, new streams of income. But if you've got no streams of income right now, you've got to learn how to at least create one uh, with Amazon. But then as you know, you can multiply your streams of income straight away because you're selling in multiple countries. And that's what I think everybody should be focusing on. And I know a lot of people watching this, they have their job. And one concern they might have is how much time is it going to take for them uh, that they have to, what's the time commitment that they've got to put in to build their business. So roughly, you know, a lot of people that you guys work with are in that exact, exact same situation. No one's really doing this full time. Um, you know, they've got their nine to five and then they're just typically spending their weekends, their evenings doing this. But how much time can someone expect, let's say, going through your guys' training uh, on a weekly basis to be able to get to a point where they're making money? I actually would say to people, don't do this full time, no matter what level you, you get to. You never want to replace what you've been doing in terms of time. Don't, do not do this 40 hours a week. Do not do this, sorry, yeah, seven days a week. Don't allow for maybe six to 10 hours in a week. And that's whether you're starting, whether you're intermediate, whether you're advanced, whether you're five-figure business, six, seven, whatever. You want to keep it so that everything is passive. You want to be able to outsource as much as you possibly can. So to me, six to 10 hours a week, it may sound a little bit ridiculous, but that's what you want to do. You want to focus down, have those action blocks so that you can either do, you know, watch a video, do some education, do some research, work on the business or in it at the very start if you have to. That is all that I would recommend people do and make sure then, because once you start to go outside that boundary, you start tinkering with things. You start getting too involved. You get obsessive about certain things. This business should come down to one simple thing. That's numbers. Every single thing is a number, whether that is the price of an item, a weight of an item, the size of an item, the profit on an item, the profit in a month or the profit in a year or what it is you're putting in your pocket every single month. That's what it comes down to. So to me, six to 10 hours, Stefan. Yeah, I think as well, like I remember, because uh, I, I come from a perspective of like, I haven't been in business as long as Robert has. Um, and as Robert said at the top of his story, you know, he, he, his family were involved in business. So sometimes people will say things like, oh, well, Robert's always been in business, but I can come from a unique perspective of, I had a job, I was working my job, just like a lot of people here are. Um, and, and yes, I did get to a point where I just said, look, I'm going to go work this full time. Maybe I was fortunate that I was at the right age. But I will say to everybody is I know what it's like to come home tired in the evenings. You know, you've been drained at work all day. People have been hassling and stuff like that. So Robert's saying on the time frame is, is definitely accurate. What I would just tell everybody is this, and this is something Stefan's got a, a program, I believe, about morning um, uh, ritual mastery, right? See, look, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of PLM. And, and one of the things about it is that, you know, that's important. Like if you have a morning ritual, you can kind of have this as part of your morning. So you get up earlier, you've got some structure to what you're doing. Uh, and again, all the stuff Stefan teaches is great around that. But then you can make it part of your morning. A lot of people, like they, they do their, they're getting up late because they're not excited about what they're doing. They feel drained. Like I know how it is. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, before I get into this stuff, like I was drinking heavily at nighttime because I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. I was just sluggish getting up in the morning, just not bothered. But then when I started getting serious about my personal development, I started getting up early in the mornings. I realized like I had tons of time in the morning or certainly some time in the morning that I could be utilizing productively. So when I get to work, 
And I'm in my nine to five. I've actually created momentum already in my day. I've already done 45 minutes of product research. I've already created my product listing in the morning. It's not like I'm going into work. I'm just dreaming about this all of a sudden. This is about becoming very practical. So I think for a lot of people, if you're working nine to five, it's just about getting up earlier in the morning. If you've got kids, if you've got different commitments, Look, that's just, that's just the way it is. You've got to be able to separate some time to do this because there's nobody going to wave a magic wand and tomorrow you got a business. You, you have got to set some parameters. And like I say, I think the morning is just a great time to set time aside to do stuff, something like this. Awesome. You guys have given so much amazing information, so much value. And I sincerely thank you guys for that. And I know you guys got a lot more to offer. We're going to do a webinar together that's going to be a little bit more in-depth, uh, sharing more about your guys' unique strategy and system. You guys have an amazing pro uh, program with your Marketplace Superheroes that I highly recommend to people as well. Uh, just to wrap up, do you guys, um, you guys mind sharing a little bit about this webinar, what they're going to learn um, when they register for the upcoming webinar? Yeah. Steve always likes to, to speak more in the webinar than I do, so I'll, uh, I'll give him his platform here, Stefan, and he can, uh, he can talk about what people are, are going to see, what they're going to enjoy, and the content that, that it's going to be there. Well, I keep it really simple. Look, what we do in our web class is we give a lot, ton of value. We're going to really help you understand how to build an income doing this, as we talked about today. We're breaking down the business model in very simple terms so that, first of all, you understand how the business model works. There's absolutely no questions anymore about that. Then what we get into is actually how do you start you know, finding products to launch this business because that's the one big thing everybody struggles with when they start. I don't need, I don't have any business ideas. I don't know how to run a business. I think I have to start the next Facebook to make money. We break all that down. Then we go into, okay, you understand the business model. Here's how to find your first product. Then when we get beyond that point, the second piece always is, okay, well then like what makes a good product? Why, why do products succeed? Uh, what's the strategy behind the business? So we get into that then. We break down the, the pieces we're looking for, uh, the different kind of key elements of a winning product. And then what we do is after that, we break down uh, how to actually raise capital for your business. That's always a big question people have at the start. How do I actually raise money to do this? When we put all that together, you're going to have come away knowing the business model in deep detail. You're going to understand how to find a product. You're going to understand the types of products that you're looking for, ideally. Then you're going to understand no matter what income level you're at, how can I raise capital in order to get my business launched? And how do I then go from zero to a thousand a month, a thousand to five grand a month, five to 10 and beyond to the point where, you know, your business is doing 50 to 100 grand a month in revenue and you're bringing home out of that anywhere from 15 to 30 grand in net profit. So that's, that's where we want to be, everybody. That's the path. That's where we're going. And uh, yeah, we're going to share a ton of value. Look forward to, to answering questions as well. To be honest, though, we've learned so much from our trainings over the years, Stefan. We actually don't get near as many questions anymore because we literally cover absolutely everything in the web class now. But just know that we have a huge support team. We're always available for you guys. Robert and I, you know, whenever you join Marketplace Superheroes, you'll, you'll see we're in the group. We're answering questions all the time. We're extremely active because we believe uh, strongly in this business, as I said, at the top of this call, we're literally staking our future on this business through different services and things like that. So I want you watching today to understand the only reason we're doing that is because we talk about what's going to happen when you're successful. And most people don't do that because they don't know how to get success for their clients. And that's why we, we work with people like Stefan, because we uh, believe very strongly in high integrity as a Stefan. And also we're focused on getting our clients results. And that's why, you know, we love coming on here and sharing this stuff with you guys. 
Great. So if you guys enjoyed this interview and you guys got a lot of value from it, then definitely join us on the upcoming webinar. I know I'll be there. I've always enjoyed the training and what you guys have to offer. You guys can learn more about that by going to www.projectlifemastery.com forward slash MPS. I'll have a link in the description as well. And just to kind of, you know, piggyback off what Robert said earlier, I think the most important thing is just to get started. You know, if you've kind of been browsing around on YouTube or podcasts, you've been watching these videos about Amazon and all this, it's time for you to finally take that leap of faith, uh, to take that next step. And this training, you know, this interview and this upcoming webinar might be that very thing that actually gets you starting this business and taking action with it because that's the only way that your life really changes. So that's what I want. Um, you know, hopefully you guys res uh, resonated with this, but there's other trainings, there's other resources out there too. And I think that's the most important thing is just get in the game, take action with, you know, whether it's marketplace superheroes or something else, because that's what we're all, you know, really doing this for is to make sure that you guys can actually start your business and create the life that you really want. So any questions from you guys before we wrap up? I just wanted to say I totally agree with that point, Stefan. And, and you know, I, I hope everybody listening, like, don't just let that be another thing somebody says. Really listen to what Stefan just said. And also, Stefan made a great point. He said, you know, if you work with us or somebody else, and I think I just want you guys to know, I'm genuinely like, if you don't work with us, that's cool. As long as you do something, you take something that works and you get started, that's all that really matters. Because, you know, if we were only in this for money, uh, we, we would be in a very different business, I would say, because, you know, uh, people, when they come into our world, you know, the one thing they see is we put our heart and soul into it. And, you know, I, I really just want to see people have success. That's my big thing. So get out there and make it happen. It's my thing. And that's me today. Yeah, absolutely. I would just be echoing what everybody said there as well and all those different points. So, you know, it's really all about getting onto the webinar. I look forward to seeing everybody there. If you've got any Q and A, we have, we have that in there. As Stephen was talking about, we're going to cover a lot of ground. And uh, yeah, I just look forward to seeing everybody there and speaking to them. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Really enjoyed it. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it that are watching or listening to this as well. Uh, if you did, hit the thumbs up button here on YouTube, leave a comment below, and then again, register for the upcoming webinar. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.